This is the Magic Word Podcast.com. Hello, this is Scott Wells for the Magic Word Podcast.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Bruce Lish. He is one of the friends of the Magic Word, but I am pointing him out especially this week because he's going to be celebrating his birthday on June the 27th, which will be coming between now and the next podcast episode that we post. And he has requested that we give a special shout-out, and he had given a special pledge also in order to get this little bit of a shout-out, but I certainly want to uh, to do that. We're going to uh, all together join in in helping to uh, sing a little birthday song to him at the end of this episode. So he wants to stick around towards the end of this, this conversation to uh, help join in and uh, wish Dr. Bruce Lush a happy birthday. We did this uh, last year for him uh, then as well, and we're doing it uh, again this year. It's <laughs> it's a lot of fun, and I appreciate uh, him being a friend of the Magic Word and for uh, his financial support. And I thank all the friends of the Magic Word uh, who, and those of you who might be considering becoming a friend of the Magic Word to just go and check out the, how you can become a friend and why it is that we need your financial support. While I'm on that subject, I also want to welcome Bill Flanagan, who recently pledged his support through Patreon.com. And you can do that also just by going over to Patreon.com slash the Magic Word. And you can get some more information on how that you can help us and also receive some pretty cool perks along the way. Well, enough of that. Let's move on to this week's episode. I was working at the Magic Castle in Hollywood earlier this year. And uh, while I was there, of course, there were a lot of other great magicians who were working that I had a chance to sit down and record uh, some more in-depth episodes and with we had some at length conversations one of which was someone who was working with me in the parlor and who also shared an apartment with me while we were there that week and that's Ron Saylor. Ron has an interesting background in magic and I thought what he has to share might be something that some of you might find of interest and might want to borrow his idea for his business model and to build something similar to this in your area. Now last week we were talking about the Abra Kidabra, and that was a children's theater, and they gave the business model about how that you can plan something like that in your neck of the woods. Well, this week, Ron talks with us about his theater, Celebrities of Magic Theater, in Bakersfield, California, which is several hours north of uh, Los Angeles. Now, the important thing about this, I think it's interesting, is that Bakersfield is certainly not a tourist destination, nor it's really on the map for much of anybody to, to go there necessarily. But he has built a successful trade where people are coming and beating down the door, about a 100-seat theater, that uh, he has a couple times a month that people uh, come in and have as regular guests, and a variety of magicians who, who come in and perform there. So I think it's kind of an interesting theater and concept that he has, and one perhaps you might be interested in as well. We kick off our conversation this week actually talking about tiki rooms and tiki bars, which we have a mutual interest in, and so we kick off this week's episode chatting just about that. So please welcome my guest this week, Mr. Ron Saylor, here on The Magic Word.
This week at the Magic Castle, I've got a friend, Ron Saylor, who is from Bakersfield, California. It's up the road a few hours. Is working the parlor uh, late, and I'm working the early shift uh, there. And we have some time, and it wasn't just that, but also I've been wanting to get together with talk to him for a while for a variety of reasons because of what an interesting uh, life he has and, uh, and being a magician and a musician and some of our similar interests. And I think uh, it'd be something for you people or someone for you uh, listeners to uh, to meet also. I'm often approached by people saying, I didn't know the person you were interviewing this week. Uh, however, now I've made a new friend, and hopefully you will make a new friend after listening to this episode with my good friend, and here he is right now, Ron Saylor. Hey there, Ron. Greetings. How are you doing today? <laughs> Fantastic. Before we get started over here, well, we are starting. I want to talk about tiki lounges. Okay. For just <laughs> sure. We earlier had gotten this, uh, we met up with a guy, and he sold you this uh this wheel from the jungle cruise and everything we're talking about tiki's do you like tiki rooms or something or tiki bars or what's the thing yes, about tiki so tiki bars is 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 the deal um uh, it's a little bit of a phenomenon right now it is. it's kind of a trend uh, thing but it, it kind of goes in waves ha that was funny <laughs> oh i get it uh, yes it was unintentional but yeah, uh, almost like humor yes so in bakersfield uh which is as you mentioned it's literally two hours north of the castle in hollywood uh so i live in bakersfield and we have uh one of the nation's top 10 tiki bars really i you, would not have thought that yeah exactly you know, it's not something you'd guess for bakersfield you think of country music and buck owens and merle haggard those are all bakersfield names of the past but uh we actually we have an incredible tiki bar uh two floor uh it's wow. it's yeah it's called tiki co upstairs and the sinking ship downstairs uh and it's just it's well it's one of the nation's top 10 what can i say so uh, next time you're coming to town, I'll have to take you there. It's I, you, I take everyone there now, and um, and when I go to Vegas, like you know, I go to Golden Tiki and Frankie's, Frank's. And, you know, yeah, exactly. So we we all you know, and even you know, Disney in, in Anaheim has uh, uh, whatever that is in the Tiki 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 room yeah. in the Tiki Tiki Tiki. Well, I was I was referring soon? to Trader Sam's, oh, okay. which is at the hotel, <laughs> uh, which actually has alcohol, like okay, you know, like a but, real tiki room. Now. Yes, it's Tiki Bar. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so we have this beautiful one in, in town that uh, we frequent. Um, I am a member of their mug club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, yes, uh, every, every single Wednesday you can find me at the bar in Bakersfield. It's kind wow. Of, yeah. Well, every single time. Except I'm in... when we're at the castle. Today's Wednesday. Yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> when I am in Los Angeles, uh, sorry, in uh, Las Vegas, same thing. I always make it a point at least once to go to Frankie's uh, Tiki Room. And uh, usually... Uh, uh, with uh, Jimmy James DeMayer and I, I'll go over there to smoke a couple of cigars and uh, nice. Oh, you're talk, I didn't know so. that. See, I'm also a, a cigar, cigar friend. Yes. Oh, there okay. we go. Yeah. Uh, so that more is I learned a great place. In fact, the last time I was there, it was funny. I was, I say in, in Vegas, I think, or last time I saw Paul Richards, uh, who is a dealer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Paul said, Hey, I saw your name recently. I said, what was that? And he said, uh, at the, uh, at Frankie's, he said, so I was in the urinal, I was in the men's room, I stand there and there's your sticker right in front of me, staring <laughs> me in the face wow. saying Scott Wells, magic word podcast. <laughs> yes. I think of so, you when I'm standing at the urinal. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I'm, I'm everywhere. So it's good. <laughs> so, 
uh, if you are uh, going to Frankie's, look for me there, <laughs> men. So uh, aside from that, it was interesting. And, and when he turned me on to that place, it's great. Now, I heard about the other place in Vegas. It was, what do you call it? The Golden? Golden Tiki, yeah. Which is more commercial and not kind of authentic as what the Frankie's is. I suppose. Uh, I think Frankie's is, you know, is is one of the first. Yeah. Uh, so that maybe that's why. And it's they're, they're great. And there's others, too. But uh, Golden Tiki is famous for having... Uh, literal shrunken heads. That's down on the strip, right? Uh, uh, whereabouts is that located? You know, is it yeah, near downtown? Or let near me the... see. Uh, you know, or is I, it in a hotel I, I, in a casino? Or no, is it no, standalone. It's, it's standalone. Okay, uh, and I, I'm uh, I'm drawing a blank. I, okay. I'll have to look up the address. But uh, but yes, they have they have shrunken heads real, uh, on the wall. Real to life. Wow. That, yeah, which is kind of crazy. You mm-hmm. know, a little they, bit. They're able to display those, and uh, so that's maybe that's. But you know, the drinks are good too. And, well, what James had told me about the particulars, the way that they developed them to begin with, was was from after. World War II when those who had come in from the Pacific, this, the Navy, the sailors had said about how, I mean, with your last name being Sailor, that makes oh, sense, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not spelled the same way, however, uh, is that the sailors would go in, or they had created a something to give them that feeling of the South Pacific kind of a thing, which is why there are no windows, because they don't want the outside world to kind of invade or to look out and see cars go by. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the inside, you have those uh, tiki idols and carved uh, pagan gods and, and, of course, a lot of bamboo and straw and everything, and then the uh, uh, wild kinds of drinks, not just Mai Tais, but stuff right. that has a lot of alcohol. Uh, a little bit, yeah. We also, so in, in town, I know I'm going to give you a whole Bakersfield culture now, uh, but it, in town we also have uh, a, uh, a, uh, a pho restaurant. Uh, uh, it's called Maui Pho. Uh, the, the owners of the restaurant are from Maui, duh. Mm. And so on Wednesday they turn it into Hawaiian Day. Mm. And every Wednesday, uh, Wednesday's in Bakersfield. I just guess so. I'm learning this right now as I'm saying it out loud. Anyway, they turn it into Wednesday Day and then uh, all authentic Hawaiian dishes. So you can go, you know, total tiki out on Wednesdays in my town. And, wow. Now, yeah. I always think of Bakersfield as being an oil and gas sure. place. No, we still are. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, Bakersfield, uh, we produce, uh, I'm not sure where it is today, but uh, at times in our history, uh, recent history, as a matter of fact, we've produced more oil than Texas and Alaska. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Bakersfield, Kern County is is California's best kept secret because you know we are the big enver- uh, environmental state. So hush right. hush, we don't want to talk about all the <laughs> oil we produce in California, right? But we do. We yeah. actually do. It's, That's got to pay a lot of taxes. I'm sure that the state appreciates. That. Yeah, exactly. So you know, and they'll tell you that you know we have these high gas prices in California because of a shortage. Mm-hmm. But in my backyard, uh, there's a Pumping thousand in oil wells. So mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure that. Anyway, that's a different uh, Yeah, podcast. because I always, again, think of uh, that as being kind of in the middle of nowhere. It seems like that God has put <laughs> these these fossil fuel resources in the middle of nowhere, like in West Texas and, you know, the deserts and sure. different places in the Rockies, you know, where you have to crack and, and yeah. to, in order to, to get there, to the oil. There they are. So. And, and they're off of... Uh, these uh, just drops. Uh, they don't. It's when I say this, I know people get the immediate visual that you drive through Bakersfield and all you see is oil wells. That's mm-hmm. not true at all. Mm-hmm. They're off of bluffs, and you know they're. Uh, so it's kind of hilly. It, yeah, yeah. So okay. that's so that you don't see those. You, you see, you know, a metropolis city in the in the city, but uh, but it's kind of middle of nowhere. 
Uh, I mean, there are no other larger cities probably within 100 miles of Bakersfield, right? Sure, I, I suppose. Uh, no, we're the, yeah, because we have uh, half a million people living there. Because so. you're driving up the coastline, isn't, what's that called, where the, all the, uh, oh, a lot of nuts, I mean, almonds, and, uh, and a lot of fruit also is grown up along that way that supplies the rest of the state and the world, or the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, we definitely have uh, our, uh, our almond, almond uh, mm-hmm. farms. Avocados. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose, yeah, some mm-hmm. avocado farms too. Mostly uh, famous for almonds, though, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and and carrots. Uh, every, carrots, yes, every baby carrot huh. you see in every grocery store across yeah. the nation. Look at the bag; you'll say from wait, Bakersfield, wait, wait. Do California. Do they grow baby? I always thought those were just carved out of regular size carrots. They're carved for sure, okay. but if they're harvested differently. Really? Uh, but uh, yeah, the, all. But anyway, yeah, go back to Texas, and you'll see your baby carrots came yeah. from Bakersfield. Yeah. I'll be doggone. Yeah. So that's a big place there for that. Interesting. Didn't know that uh, about that. Well, anyhow. Crazy. I, I, and, I, and we have magic there, too. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> and speaking of magic, that's something I want to talk about, is that you have the Celebrities of Magic Theater. So yeah. this has been going on for like about 12 years, which is amazing. That's as long as I've been having this podcast. And Thanks. So you've been doing it monthly, and I do mine weekly, so mine is a lot more tough than yours. <laughs> you know, I, I agree with that. I, yeah. No, I'm I'm a full-time performer. Are you, yes. You're a full-time I'm performer full-time. there yes. as well. Correct, so yeah. see, I don't even know how you do a weekly podcast over that. But uh, so... Uh, yeah, so uh, once a month, I produce the Celebrities of Magic series. Uh, you can uh, check that out online, celebritiesofmagic.com. And, uh, and you got a Facebook page, and too. Facebook, of course, and uh, <laughs> all other social medias. Uh, so, uh, yes, it, and it, I, I rent out a, a local theater in town. Mm-hmm. I rent out the Gaslight Melodrama and Music Hall Theater. Which throughout the rest of the month does what? Uh, full, it's one of two full-time melodrama theaters in California. When you say melodrama, you mean like villain and hero kind of thing. Boo and, the villain. Yeah, throw popcorn at the... Yeah, yeah. All, the, all the old school yeah. uh, 19th century Vaudeville. theater. So it's a perfect theater for magic. It has... Uh, it's a, Got about, a pit? Uh, no, So it, but it has... Uh, it's a 45 by 55 stage uh, with the four wings, and uh, the theater itself is, is large enough. Uh, it's, it's really a 300-seat theater, but there's tables between every four chairs, so they only uh, seat 130 people in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything is intimate, so it's, it's close enough. But, but I, I've, bring a, I've brought illusionists to the stage. And they serve food or just popcorn? Uh, stadium food. Uh, okay, like pizza, that. nachos, popcorn, gotcha. mm-hmm. uh, beer and wine, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, yeah. Okay, so don't like come that. to have dinner there. Come just kind of have snacks and a beer and, a, and, and watch a show. Yeah, yeah okay, good stuff. Gotcha. And they let me rent the theater out once a month. And, and there are other variety acts that come in as well throughout the year or throughout the month, or is it just the melodrama and you are the only So, rent? yeah. Uh, no, there's one other guy that rents it. He's a, a, a children's puppeteer. Huh. Uh, he rents it maybe twice a year and does oh. a, 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 a like Little Red Riding Hood puppet plays things like that very okay. very young audience uh but the melodrama itself they uh they do goodness uh four shows a week minimum uh during the, the christmas holidays they'll do so they've already got all, a every good single group of people for, who know who have paved a path if you will to the to the place so people are used to coming there yes and then so that helps and then yes uh obviously i do my own marketing and and i'm part of their uh, email blasts and their their newsletters and uh, it's 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 been a, a wonderful adventure. So uh, for twelve years, uh, I, I've brought magicians, uh, goodness, from everywhere uh, to be a part of the series. Now, um, uh, Jeff McBride and and uh, Kevin James and 
uh, Simon Cornell and I, you know, I, I, I and whatever, uh, uh, 130 plus uh, magicians over the last uh, mm-hmm. 12 years have been uh, part of the show. So. Wow. And the show lasts how long? Uh, it's always an hour. I, I try to keep it an hour. We want to keep it uh, kid friendly uh, yep. because it's on a Monday. Mm-hmm. And so we want uh, to get the people in and out. And so they'll bring the family. And I, I do two seasons a year. This has always been my format. I do uh, six month seasons. Mm-hmm. And uh, with no break, uh, so we do two seasons a year. Uh, I uh, borrowed that uh, formula from Survivor. Uh, me and the TV show Survivor are the only two two seasons <laughs> band, a year. The, yeah, yeah exactly. So I think the two seasons a year is a good thing. And um, uh, yeah, so it, uh, I and my season ticket holders they get the best seats. Obviously, they get their seat choices first, and they get uh, they buy five shows, get one free. And uh, it's worked out very well. Good. Uh, seven, eight o'clock. What time is seven thirty? The show uh, kind of starts. We we always hold the show five minutes because people are strolling in at the door. They do that in Broadway. Also. Sure. Yeah. And then uh, they're out out of the theater by nine because it's if the performer is doing an hour and I'm doing coming attractions and uh, you know a minor comedy bit in the beginning of the show, whatever mm-hmm. I'm doing to to warm the audience. You're the host, basically. Yeah, is I do. Right? I MC all the shows unless I am working. <laughs> At another theater, which had happened this week. So yeah. while I'm here performing at the castle, uh, my wife hosted the show uh, mm-hmm. with Dana Daniels. Uh, was just on Monday night while we were here. So do these people uh, contact you long in advance? So you have like, let's say, right now, the next three months, or how far in advance do you book? Yeah, this is a bad problem. It's it's a great problem for me, not good for the performers. Uh, my shows become so popular that I am booked over a year out all the time. A year, now. holy yeah. moly, man! Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, good for you. It's yeah, but it's 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 great for me. But it's I I feel bad for the performers because you got some people I'm sure in reserve just in case somebody bails out the last minute, gets sick or whatever. Uh yes, over the the last hundred and thirty five some odd shows, I've had two cancellations. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's that that's rare. But people do say that they'll say, well, if if it happens, put me up for that. And I guess now recently, uh, it, it hasn't even happened yet because it's on next season. So uh, recently for next season's bookings. Uh, I did have one performer. Um, I, I guess I need to start this story with a different one. So uh, most of the time I book one act for up to an hour show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also do book two shorter acts uh, to perform together. So if somebody uh, is uh, has an incredible 15, 20 minutes, 30 minute show, but they don't want to do an hour, uh, I'll book two of those performers together. Uh, so all of my performers that, that, because the show is called Celebrities of Magic, the bar is high. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, as long as they're an award winning performer and Magic Castle recognized and, you know, blah, blah, blah. We all have our our friends in the magic community. Right. right. Uh, uh, this this limits the well for me to pull from. Uh, but it's it's perfect for the name Celebrities of Magic. OK. So having said that, uh, I, I need to get the best of the best. And uh, so that dramatically drops the amount of cancellations right off the bat. Right. So next season I had one show coming up where I had uh, two shorter acts booked for the same show. Uh, and one of those shorter acts needed to back out. Not a problem. I understand the, so the other person who really wanted to do the full hour show, just, I said, it's yours now. If you want it, I won't book an, another shorter act. And of course he jumped on it. And, and mm-hmm. so he walked into the full, to, you know, hour set, which is great. Right. I can't can't wait for that anyway. So that, right. that worked out. What are you looking for? It doesn't matter whether they are 
uh, I guess a silent act can't really be silent for a full hour or anything necessarily. Sure. But uh, do you have a stage large enough for illusionists to come? Yeah, in? yeah. I, I definitely have had illusionists on the stage. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, I have um, uh, David Goldrake coming next wow. month. Okay. And he's, you know, I don't know if he's. I have to. I, I'm. I just. We, as I just said, we we just did Dana Daniels on Monday. Mm-hmm. So now comes the time where I go over all of the set list with the next act and so on. So I need to find out if David is bringing his water torch cell mm-hmm, uh, because mm-hmm. uh, I need to find out the weight capacity of that and so on. There's, oh boy, sure. uh, yeah, but um, yeah, no, I, I'm definitely for large illusions. Uh, this stage is perfect for it. Uh, I've done large illusions on it myself, uh, so uh, it, it works out great. What kind of illusions do you do? Uh, I have, uh, well, I, I well, I, I used to do uh, uh, full on large illusion shows. I don't uh, tour that much anymore. So, uh, but I, I still have a, a Willie Kennedy uh, bits and pieces yeah. that I love. Uh, and I have, um, uh, oh, I have a blueprint. Is uh, uh, there's two illusions called blueprints? So this is where it gets confusing. But I have the the blueprint that uh, was designed for Princess Stephanie. Uh, Elaine Choquette performed it with Princess Stephanie on Champions uh, Championship of Magic, uh, where um, there were two boxes. She comes out of the the, the illusion is it's a, a it is a blueprint of an illusion. So the, the illusion is created live on the stage. Mm-hmm. And once it's finally put together, she comes out of nowhere. So it's, it's a beautiful prop. Uh, I still perform that, uh, when, when needed. Uh, and then, um, uh, yeah, what else do oh, I, things I can't do in California anymore. I have a, uh, Dan Sperry says, uh, I have the single most badass fire spiker on the planet. <laughs> okay. Wow. I've seen the fire spikers. I thought, I, I, what is yours? Uh, it, mine, is, yeah, mine looks like a medieval um, torture torture thing. chamber. Yes, mm-hmm. and the the flames are huge and the spikes are long and uh, it's something that California is not going to be happy with me. Performing they don't like you doing fire any time in the near future. Sure, you mm. know. Uh, but uh, I have performed it. Actually, I did perform it um, in on the top floor of the Beverly Hills Hilton. Uh, a couple, uh, not a couple years ago, probably 10 years ago now. This time, the story gets old fast. But uh, I, I was uh, asked to perform uh, for the Prince of Saudi Arabia, <laughs> which is... Or at least he said he was the Prince of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, he no, was, no. yeah, he's, yeah he, he, well, he, yeah, he is, he and his harem were there, so I, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, and, and we did a, a full uh, hour-long illusion show there. And, and, and when I was booked for that, I actually said, you're never going to get a permit for me to perform this, because they had specific things they wanted me to do. They, uh-huh. they wanted me to, you know, do this and that and appear, appear, can you appear behind the prince magically? And I said, yes, as long as you tell his security guards not to shoot me yeah <laughs> yeah surprise <laughs> i'm gonna yeah appear out of nowhere and of course and, and everything was great but but uh they said don't worry about the permit you 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 bring the props and we'll worry about the fire permit i doubt if they ever you know i mean they were just you know money is no object that's that. what i thought yeah we'll, we'll handle it don't worry yeah so but yeah so inside the beverly hills hilton i had this uh, fire torture smoke wow. going off. And, I and, know that a lot of theaters have things that they don't want you to do confetti because it can get into the system or the, yeah. there might be fire or whatever. And, and f- or, or if they do have to have fire, some require by fire code, you have to have a fire marshal present or you have to have a permits and, right. and some do, some don't. Uh, it, it gets to be kind of crazy. I was just talking with Gay Blackstone about the upcoming taping that'll be doing for season 10 of Masters of Illusion. And she was saying this new season, because CW has, the network has new ownership, 
CBS owns part of it, but some other people have the other part. Anyhow, for whatever reason, she cannot use fire. So a lot of things they had planned on doing are scrapped. So they sure. kind of got to go back to the drawing board, and they're going to start filming within two weeks. So, uh, yeah, it's a, a little bit of a challenge that kind of gets, kind of gets thrown in your in your way from, from time to time like that. So I would think there might be some issue, yeah, that – when you can't do that. But if you know you can't use it, well, then you tell people in advance, of course. That's uh, right. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. So, that's yeah. right. So things like that sit in my storage unit. I, I have two storage units full of larger props. And- as I've gotten older, as I age, I should say, my wife was, was telling me at the time to, uh, you just need to scale back and do less and less. Because I used to do sub-trunks. We did doves and rabbits. We did, you know, zigzag and a lot of other illusions as well, just kind of the standard things. But the... The point is that's just a lot of hauling in and out, uh, you know, of stuff. And as you get older, the, realize you can entertain just as much without the larger illusions. Right. So when you're young and you can jump around or in and out, that's that's one thing, you know. So <laughs> yeah. And, and so since you're in, a, in an enviable position, kind of as the impresario, I guess, of the of the celebrities of magic, you can have other people doing illusions, so you don't have to schlep things in and out yourself to do something, you know. My retired straitjacket hangs proudly. <laughs> Uh, inside the California Magic Dinner Theater. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on display. On display. Yeah. Autographed hanging on the wall. You used there to be able is. to fit in that. Yes, too, also. <laughs> there it is, right there. Yeah. So again, going back when, how do people contact you? So even though it's a year in advance, saying, okay, I understand it won't be until 24, but uh, how can they get in touch with you to, if they want to uh, send you a tape or whatever? Sure. Uh, so uh, my phone number is 661-809-4826. Uh, ronsailor.com find me on Facebook I'm on Instagram and Twitter and I guess S-A-Y-L-O-R yes S-A-Y-L-O-R somebody couldn't spell sometime in my past and uh, but uh, yeah so uh, really easy to find uh, it, just send you a copy of a video or something a link to, or something you can sure. see what you want to do or- yeah let me know and, and I, I have a commitment to my, my season ticket holders obviously uh, so what I do for them is I promise them that all six shows in a season will be completely different mm-hmm. uh, because uh, in our art obviously there's duplications and and, and, and similarities and so on so uh, I that's the best way I can handle it. So those six shows will be completely different. So I will have a comedian magician and then I'll have an illusionist. I'll have a mentalist and I'll have a, you know, sleight of hand uh, therapist (laughs) for the sleight of hand artist. And (laughs) uh, yes. And so then the next season I'll, you know, book six more acts that, you know, have those things. Mm -hmm. So uh, yes. So if I, if I have an abundance of, of, um, uh, production artists uh, applying all at once, uh, then those poor souls, I'm only going to be able to get one of the too many. Uh, when but, people come in, I assume they fly into LA and drive up? or I, I, Well, I'll take that back. I know there's an airport in Bakersfield. It's a smaller Yeah, airport. we do have a... Uh, but yeah, I, I think Burbank is the the, Closest. the favorite airport to, for people to fly into. But I do have... We have an airport in Bakersfield that uh, we have a couple of direct flights that people come... The Southwest going to... Burp, uh, no, that's the key. Southwest does not come to Bakersfield. It's it's uh, United and, and American. Uh, but... Um, and, and, you know... I don't know. It's it, Some people uh, want to be in the series uh, because... Uh, they they've learned about it and they've heard great things about it and I'm I'm so thankful for all of this news, uh, but I always tell people that you know I don't want you to uh, lose your shirt coming to the show. Right. Uh, so it's only a hundred seat theater and I I'm very fair with the pricing. I I so I 
uh, have a deal with the theater that basically we do a three-way split uh, till there's a cap. There is a cap because I don't want to be, you know, paying the theater thousands in rent uh, mm-hmm. unnecessarily. But uh, so we we split the money three ways: the theater, me, and the act. Mm-hmm. Uh, split the money three ways until we hit the cap. And uh, so while I do pay better than every other theater in my area, and I say my area, I mean the West Coast, all of California, and a couple states thereafter, mm-hmm. uh, it's still, if you're you know coming from New York to be in my show... Uh, not cost-efficient. It's you need not to do cost-efficient. Yeah, you better also get booked at the castle I was say, because... or someplace else, too, because otherwise you're, you're losing your shirt. But, but I also have had magicians fly from abroad because they're like, I, I, I want to be there. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm grateful for it, and I'm thankful, and, and I'm always amazed. Uh, and my audience loves it, and they're so appreciated, uh, appreciative. Uh, but... Um, yeah, it's 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 humbling. Uh, do you have, vid- do you have video cameras then also, so you could have a close-up guy, so have some iMag, so everybody can see that on the screen or not? No. Uh, okay. So uh, with this theater, uh, when, when I say uh, they only can see 130, I mean it's taken up every space in the room. Uh-huh. So for the performer, uh, they if they want to have footage shot of themselves for you know future use. Uh, my tech, I have like the world's greatest tech that runs my show. He's been my right-hand man for 12 years. Uh-huh. Uh, I used to say he, he rivaled Brian at the castle. Uh, you've worked with Brian yeah. at the palace stage right. at the Magic Castle. Well, Brian no longer works at the castle, right. which means I have the best. Okay. <laughs> By default. <laughs> By default, right? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so uh, yes. So my tech who runs my, my lights and soundboard and everything all at once for me up in the booth uh, he also will record video for the performers uh, upon their request. Mm-hmm. But other than that, there's not even a place to put a camera. We can't, hmm. it, there's, it, there's nothing in the room that would work out. So, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, uh, like I said, it's a wonderful problem. Mm-hmm. Do you provide logic for the one night as well? I do not. Okay. So, so they're on their own. They are on their own. Now, now I do in my uh, my house. I have a, a beautiful guest room that's all decorated in magic for the magic. But you don't performers. put up everybody I mean, from time to time. Occasionally, you have. Yeah. So it, it works out that uh, because uh, people frequent my guest room, as you can imagine, uh, so I'm not able to uh, offer it to everyone. Sure. Uh, and uh, yeah. So. Uh, I don't promise it, but if if I know that nobody is is borrowed the space or you know requested it, then I'll 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 offer it. Right. Um, but yeah, it's I don't offer any hotel accommodations. Whenever I have uh, lectures that I book, uh, I come through Houston. Uh, if I'm if I'm in Houston, and I'm not traveling. Then I uh, will have them stay at my house rather than going staying somewhere like place else. There you go. Which so also, same kind of a deal. Yeah, and I. In my case, it's really for my personal advantage that I get to then chat with them for <laughs> nice. So a lot of people who podcast have been on the in podcast, their future. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> if they lecture, they're also going to be on the podcast. Nice. <laughs> and so uh, people get to meet uh, new friends like they are perhaps then with you. Uh, this then as well. Oh, the reason I wanted to go in a little bit of detail about that is because there are so many people I talk to on a regular basis who are looking for theaters and places for them to have, if you will, a residency so they don't have to keep traveling all the time or doing one-off shows for this corporation or another or trying to do something. Uh, but if they can kind of stay in one place or do that. And it's, it is it's it is a difficult thing. 
was this a, a dream or something that fell in your lap, or did you go out with a concerted effort to interview at different places, or how did this come about, and what do you recommend? How do people to go about this? That is a great question. It really is. So for me, okay, so I've always been a performer. I never wanted to be a producer. Uh, and so I, uh, I was asked by uh, another theater. Okay, so again, Bakersfield, who knew? Uh, we, have, we have a theater district. We have hmm. seven theaters in Bakersfield. Wow. I would not have thought that. Right? Nobody thinks of that, right? And What's the population there? About 350,000 or something? Or? 750,000, oh, including wow. the Surrounding outskirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, I think. The metropolitan area, basically. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's own little, you know, hole-in-the-wall community of uh, over half a million people living in the city. Wow, with seven theaters. Uh, yes, and that doesn't include the arena. You know, we have yeah, of course, yeah. hockey teams and uh, you know, um, uh, stadium uh, for the concerts and, and so on, and, and, a, and a Fox Theater uh, theater as well. And yeah, so it, I'm yeah. So you get the idea. So uh, one of uh, another theater, a little shoebox theater that we had in town. Uh, I, I was doing um, uh, a couple of different larger theater shows mm-hmm. and so whenever i would do uh, this show in various cities i'd always come back to our fox theater which seats 1500 and i would bring that show to that theater okay and so the third time i did that uh i was approached by um another theater owner this is after that and he asked me if i would like to do a, a monthly show of me uh, at his theater he, he wanted me to become his resident magician uh, and I said, I don't want to see me every month. Uh, why would I want Even my to? wife didn't want to see me that often. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> and, and, and so in, in Bakersfield, we don't, we're not a tourist town at all. Mm. So, uh, you, we live in the city and then we drive to Hollywood if we're going to, you know, see sure. something touristy yeah. or go to Anaheim for Disney or, you know, anything like that. Yeah, not spray farm or whatever. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, nobody comes to Bakersfield for tourist attractions so <laughs> it's usually on business that's why i always think of bakersfield as really being a business again being the energy business it's someplace that right exactly yeah so that yeah that's it so uh, yeah so he said well what about a variety show would you like could you produce a variety show here and i said well now now we're talking now let me think about this i obviously i have friends in the magic community let me see what kind of interest i could drive up and and we'll talk and I put the word out to a couple of friends, and, and it instantly blew up. I can see how that it would from the standpoint that you are, again, a couple hours from the Magic Castle. If someone's working, as we do, from Monday through Sunday, then the following Monday, they could stick around for another night. That is exactly right. Uh, at the time, that was really easy because people would be booked at the castle six months in advance. Mm-hmm. And I, I was booking, you know, weeks in advance. And yeah. so that was, it's now the opposite. Uh, but uh, I know a couple of performers, and I, I'm not trying to promise anything, and I don't even pitch this, but I know a couple of performers have reached out to the castle, and they've said, I am booked at Celebrities of Magic on such and such a date. Can you, you know, can I be booked at this? And I I don't know how well it's worked out, mm-hmm. what the percentage rate is, but I know that Jack's, uh, Jack Goldfinger is familiar with what's going on there, yes. obviously. Yeah, he mm-hmm. is familiar with my series, so yeah, that's nice. Hmm. So it sounds like you have a good working relationship then with the theater. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that it's been you good. like them, and you kind of scratch each other back uh, with the with the uh, three different uh, breaks out breakout. Yeah, uh, the, uh, yeah, it's, it's splitting it a three way. 
yeah, rent continues to go up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ouch. But uh, hopefully that'll uh, taper off as we get through this uh, inflation uh, disaster we're going through right now. Right, but, uh, right. And do you pretty much, because of the way this has developed over the years, have it all sold out? I mean, I assume between not just your season ticket holders, but other people. Uh, I mean, even if they... They don't show up. You've already been paid. That's that's the advantage of the season ticket holders. I mean, you got cash in hand, uh, regardless of whether they show up or not. I will tell you that there are people in my audience that have seen my show more times than I have. So, <laughs> yes. Wait, wait, wait. More, they've seen your show more times than you have. Yes. You've seen your own show. Because I have oh, been oh, booked like, at other okay. theaters. I got you. I've met you personally. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm saying, yeah, I know. Not even me performing, <laughs> but I'm, I'm my yes. celebrity series. Gotcha. I'm sorry. So, uh, yeah, the uh, even though you're right, if they don't show up, uh, it would be an empty seat. I don't want empty seats. So you try to resell that? So No, I don't. I, I tell my season ticket holders that if you can't come, give your ticket away. Mm-hmm. Uh, make it transferable. I don't care. Uh, I think it's good advertising. We'd rather have people in the seats than not. I have never followed the model that you can't take photos in my my shows. Mm-hmm. I don't follow the motto the, the model that uh, you can't transfer tickets. I just don't understand these rules. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have the theater full. I'd rather have people shooting pictures for me. So they're putting it on social media. They're giving me free advertisement. That's right. That's right. It, it all makes sense to me. So uh, yeah, so all of this is good free advertising. Consequently, we sell out almost every single show. Wow. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe that is the new model. You know, I don't know. That is. Maybe I should not tell that on a podcast. It's my secret no longer, right? <laughs> is is that part of the contract with their performers of saying you've got to be good with uh, people taking pictures during your show? Because some people are not. I, you know what? Okay, so I used to, again, this is, uh, we've been doing this series for 12 years. Uh, so I used to, because 12 years ago, it was you know, taboo to take a picture Correct. during a magic show. Especially video as well. Oh, yeah. We still don't allow video. Okay. Uh, that's that's touchy because now you can uh, Put it catch, on YouTube and whatever. Yeah, and you catch a magician's mistake. Right. And that's what they're whatever. looking for. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I don't allow video. That's true. But I, uh, uh, just out of respect for the art. But uh, I used to ask the magicians, hey, you're going to be booked in the show uh, you don't mind if people, not not with a flash cube, obviously I don't want to destroy the show, but if they're on their cell phone to take a picture. Mm-hmm. And no magician said, no, they can't do it. Uh, mm-hmm. So again, whether they were being just polite or whether we all feel the same way and we're just following this taboo law, uh, nobody had a problem with it. So I stopped asking. I just, after years of me getting, no, not a problem, please take pictures all you like. Yeah. I stopped asking. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. I remember in Murray's show uh, at the Laugh Factory there at the Tropicana, which you and I have both worked and helped. Love him. Murray, yeah. Yeah. He's also Murray. been in Celebrities of Magic. Uh, as he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like what he says, where he would say, take all the uh, pictures and what, uh, no flash or whatever, for like the first 10 minutes or so. It seems like I think that he was the one who said this. Uh, but then after 10 minutes, please put the phones away uh, and, and be you know, find it to uh, put this on Twitter and let everybody know, but just for the enjoyment of the rest of the audience, so you're not uh, obstructing someone's view by holding up the camera or perhaps the light coming on or whatever. Uh, enjoy the show for the next 40 minutes. But the first 10 minutes or 15 minutes, you're allowed to do this and take as many as you want. And then 
That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So he's he's encouraging the free advertising. He's Correct. going to get the free advertising. And it's a win-win because they put the cameras down after 10 minutes. Right. And so then pay attention. So this way that you can enjoy the show rather than seeing it through your lens of your camera. It's very smart. You know. Uh, on the other hand, that I've heard some people say, uh, well, I was just talking with Luis Tomatos over in Portugal, and he's just the opposite of saying, no, no way. He said, I think when people buy a ticket for my show, I shouldn't be also uh, having them serve as my advertising agent I, you know otherwise i should be paying them to help advertise so right. i i don't ask them to uh to take pictures and feel free to post because i feel like then they are doing work they're they've already paid for a ticket so why should they pay more to give me at free advertising i kind of disagree but that's his philosophy i mean i'm there saying that there's a gamut of different people who well, have, i've never asked people to post things for me so i guess well they're going to naturally but they're going think, to. that's why they're taking the picture yeah, they, people want to tell their friends where they've been. I was here, I did this, I ate this. Right, sure, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like I, we've been doing. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> that is what it's about. Uh, what do you do for, as far as social media? How, what uh, do, you, do you use uh, everything that you can? I mean, uh, Twitter, or, do you use TikTok? Or? Uh, uh, you know, I, I have not broken into TikTok. Isn't that funny that you say that? Uh, so, um, yeah, Facebook always. Uh, and then infrequently, uh, Instagram mm-hmm. is my number two. Uh, but yeah, TikTok. I more and more friends are jumping on that bandwagon. I guess I probably need to look into that. I'm just the opposite. I jumped. I was an early advocate of that uh, again because Murray that uh, had jumped in on it, and I thought that's kind of cool. And then I heard about how it the Chinese have got your information. Maybe I just became a conspiracy theorist. I thought there thought, you no. go. So within a few months, I I got off and haven't used it for years but it's so continued you're off to google grow. now too right it's uh, a <laughs> good point good point uh so it's uh, one of those things that has kind of blown up and then of late as we've been listening to the news as we're sitting here today uh i don't know what the status is going to be in the future but they were talking about uh, at least for the government employees to make sure that they have tiktok removed from all their inter- instruments yeah i've heard that yeah because of the same reason. They uh, said this is owned by the giant Chinese and et cetera. Yeah, that's so, crazy. But anyway, people got different philosophies. So, but sure. Facebook's been good to me. To me, too. Yeah. There, there have been others who said, I'm off Facebook for a variety of reasons. Uh, but again, everybody has their own things. How about YouTube? Have you used YouTube very much? Sure. Uh, yeah, back in the day, I used it a lot more than I do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was always promoting my illusion shows. Uh, yeah, you can see me in my younger days. All my... All my uh, Illusion videos are still sitting out there on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. Uh, well, under Ron Sailor or Sailor Magic. Are some of the uh, videos also include you as a musician on YouTube? Um, yes. Uh, uh, just goofing off. Uh, okay. So, but not as part of like a band or doing <laughs> no, anything. No. For the for those of you that do not know, uh, in in my younger <laughs> days, I was actually a musician. Uh, I still am a musician and magician, uh, but the two worlds rarely collide. Uh, so, uh, I had a very brief, uh, professional career playing music, uh, just, uh, worldwide. You know. I, that's what's impressive to me. Well, not worldwide. Well, uh, goodness. You, you toured Europe and I, that's, I did. I, 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 that I, I'm very happy to say I got to perform professionally throughout nine countries in Europe. It's, uh, I'm, I'm very, it was one of my, the highlights of my life. Uh-huh. No doubt about it. Sure. Um, you weren't married at the time, I guess. You were single? or I, I was single, uh-huh. yes. Then so I, you had the flexibility to, to do all that. <laughs> yes. Then I got married, and uh, my wife uh, didn't like the arts. And you, enough of that. You'll stay home and, 
and uh, those days are over. Uh, that's my ex-wife. Uh, I've mm. actually been happily married uh, for 29 years now. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, but you probably know my ex. She's more famous than I am. Who's that? Uh, Satan. <laughs> okay, that's, that's the 2010th time I've told that joke. Okay. Thank you so much. Anyway, so that's yes, because right, you played the drum, so yeah, you, you hit go. the rim shot. So I, yes, no, I, uh, I did give up the arts uh, to. Yeah, I got ugh, you know, the evil world of management uh, after that, and I was good as a manager. I got into upper management and what have you, mm-hmm. but I, I gave all that up to become a magician. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously with the... What was it that flipped your switch to say, enough of this corporate world, I'm going this way? Or was that always a dream and then the stars aligned such that you could follow that path? So, yeah. Um, so I actually, oh, I've, I've played drums since I was five mm-hmm. and I've done magic since I was nine. All right. So both are with me today, right? Sure. That's, there it is. So I should have been one or the two, one of the other uh, my whole life. But... Um, when I, when I decide, okay, so I will tell you, I was uh, uh, HR, uh, the world's most evil profession. Uh, I would fly around state to state firing me, uh, firing people. You were the hatchet man, huh? Yes. George Clooney played me in the movie, you know, yep. if you saw Up in the Air. Uh, Up in the Air. It wasn't really about me, but it was, that was really, I was just like, oh my gosh, there I am on film. Wow. You uh, could relate to that. Yeah. Awful. And so, uh, but I was, uh, but everyone uh, called me the magician. I was always doing magic, you know, just for fun, but I'm not to your boys or with. The, yes. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, with no ambitions to go pro. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I would do. And then one November I, uh, flew into a, a facility and I got there and, you know, the guys like, Oh gosh, you're going to fire people today. Aren't you? And I'm like, they don't like to see you coming. Yeah. And he's like, well, they show me why you were there. Yeah. But, but, but I'm alive because I was a magician. So he, he would say, uh, you're coming to fire people. I know you are. Show me a trick, <laughs> you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So at least, at least they knew I was. I was. It wasn't me. It was just my job. Yeah. So I. Yeah. And but anyway. So this one November after I, uh, you know, destroyed the last family's life I was going to destroy oh before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I I was, got on a plane, and I broke down on the plane. I sobbed all the way back to my home on the plane. Uh, uh, awful story, but that's okay. It's it's worth telling. Uh, because uh, not only was I ruining other people's lives, I was ruining my own soul. Mm-hmm. I, I could not do it anymore. So I got off the plane, and I uh, got home, and I said, Honey, I'm going to be a magician. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, Would you like a Corvette with your midlife crisis? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my deal to her was, No, um, this is not a midlife crisis. First of all, I was too young at the time to have a midlife crisis, if you do the math. Uh, but... Uh, so I, I said, here's the deal. Um, we know I'm good at this. I have this much money I could put into it. Right. Uh, give me 12 months. I won't quit my day job. And I'll, at the end of 12 months, if it doesn't pay off, I'll never bring it up again. And if it does, I'll know I was right. And a year later, I retired everything but magic. Wow. So it was a fair trade. That had to be just, uh, again, a soul-crushing job. There are people who are kind of cut out for that kind of a thing. And uh, I would think it'd be like somebody working in vice uh, in, for the police department with, uh, you know, child molestation or uh, Can you trafficking, oh, no. uh, human trafficking. Not for me. No. I mean, yeah. I don't know how you can. 
do this. Well, anyone with a heart of a performer cannot yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we want to make people laugh. Laugh, right. We want to see their smile from the stage. And, mm-hmm. you know, and if we're going to bring them tears of joy, you know, but goodness, yeah, it was just, it was, it was, it's an evil profession. I have always said that. Wow. I didn't say it when at the time that I got hired for it, but, you know, <laughs> as I quickly learned, you work for a vice president that hands you a list, says, here, fly to Arizona, fire these 12 people, let me know how it went. Yeah. I'm not going to do it, but here's your job. You go do it. Yeah. Wow, that had to be pretty tough. Yeah, well, it's a lot different. So you can go out and actually make people smile and come to the shows and everything. So do you, as with most magicians, uh, do a little bit of close-up as far as uh, cocktail parties as well as uh, stand-up or after-dinner corporate yeah. things and trade shows and all that stuff as well? Do you do birthday parties for kids and, I mean, the whole gamut or what? These days, you know, I'll do a, a child's party once in a blue moon. I'm kind of out of that price range but mm-hmm. uh, well, you and i are on the same wavelength on all that yeah so if if people want to pay me to do a kid's show mm-hmm. what i charge then god bless them and yep. I, i'm happy to do it uh but i i i am uh higher priced than most well, people in my area with uh nearly a million people in your area are there other magicians in and around bakersfield that you can say hey here's who sure. i recommend for oh absolutely so, oh yeah you know. we have we have some good uh fellow magicians in our, our area mm-hmm. that yeah I, that's great so uh but uh, yes whenever i'm booking like a, a corporate show uh and they want to see a stage show or parlor show or or my mentalism show or whatever, I always say, would you like me also to do a two-hour uh, strolling magic teaser? And they're like, oh, what is that? Yeah. And so it's a great add-on. So I'll do, you know, two hours of strolling magic throughout the cocktail hours and such, and then do my show, and and now the price went way up, and we're all having a good time. Well, that was something I learned a long time ago that was on a cassette tape with uh, uh, Mike Lamar about the You said art. cassette tape, but it had to have been. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about the art of negotiations. There you go. I, I had learned then about how that you would add or subtract. And for those who may not be familiar with what I'm talking about, uh, they're essentially when someone asks you about your, what your price is and they'll uh, say, well, that sounds okay, you know, that I can go with that. And then you'll say, well, and I can also, for an additional fee, do some strolling. Uh, so, what, you know, how much is that? Okay, this is going to be a total for that. And they'll say, okay, well, and then also I can add, if you want, I can have my own sound system so this way you don't have to pay for the hotel to, to bring in the sound and everything. And it'll be cheaper than the hotel is going to be charging you or the country club or whatever uh, for that. And so you just keep adding until finally they say, well, I don't think we need that part of the package. You know, you add until they finally say, ouch. Sure. On the other hand, obviously, you get some people who are going to be saying, ooh, that sounds like a lot. Say, yeah, but you don't know. That also included, includes, I'll bring my own sound so you don't have to pay for that. And or I've got my lights or I'm going to have a curtain, you know, and normally I would charge extra for this. But that is something that's included in the same package and until they finally say, oh, well, that sounds like it's a good deal. I'm getting all these add on features, basically. So it depends upon in negotiating how to get the price you want. So if you ask for a price, you'll always get it. Well, pretty much always get it by just adding or subtracting. Excellent. Yeah. No, great advice. So when you're performing, uh, obviously you're doing illusions sometimes uh, as well. Rarely anymore. Okay. Well, I still have them. And, and, and uh, you know, there's that debate now because I'm at that spot now where um, I'm still paying for the, uh, storage. the storage space, yep. right? Yep. And so uh, obviously illusion shows, it's a much higher dollar point. Exactly. Uh, but I still, you know have to add in that cost of the storage. So sooner or later, it's going get to get to the point where right. it's the wrong side of the curve. That's right. And then when it hits that wave point, 
now I got to get rid of the illusions. It's no longer profitable. As a businessman, do you have that price in mind? So you know when it's going to hit that? Say, okay, I got to sell off the illusions, or I'm going to close that. Yeah, uh, or yeah. take them out of storage. Or yeah, yeah, it's it's actually it's it's a real for me. It worked out really well because I've had my storage units a while and, and such. Uh, but uh, if I if I uh, do a year without a large illusion show, then it's not profitable. That makes sense. I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so, got to pay for itself. So, or... yeah. So one illusion show a year takes care of all my storage units. So for the year. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And so two or three shows, obviously, is going to be Golden. gravy on that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But most of the year, I'm doing my comedy show or my mentalism show mm-hmm. or my stage magic. And so does it get show. to a point, like during the year, you're thinking, mm, you know, it's almost 10 or 11 months and I haven't uh, booked a show yet for that. I better start pushing that illusion show. Absolutely. Uh, now, and I, I'm not sure how familiar you are with uh, Paul Gross and Hocus Pocus. No. Uh, so Hocus-Pocus.com. He's the West Coast's, my favorite West Coast's uh, large magic venue. venue. Mm-hmm. So he sells uh, new and used uh, illusions and all all size stage props and everything. Oh yes, I am familiar. That's through Facebook, also. Is that right? Or uh, yeah, he's on Facebook yeah. as well. Yes. So uh, there was a, a a point a couple of years ago. This is uh, I'm going to say right before COVID, uh, where I was thinking, well, we're at that that point. Here mm-hmm. we go. You know, the clock's ticking, and I don't have an illusion show this year on my calendar. And so I approached Paul, and I took a couple of large illusions up to his uh, building to sell. Mm-hmm. And he sold one immediately, and another one sat there for a while. And then as soon as that sold, I got the call. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yes, I can do an Enlarged Illusion show because I still have this, this, and this. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, there's now I have a couple of pieces that I've regretted, of course, parting with. That's always the way, particularly at a certain point in your life where you start to think, I've got enough stuff, I need to start discarding some things. And as we get older, all of us will come to that point. Those younger people are saying, no, I'm still acquiring things. You know, I cannot imagine getting rid of such and such. But the same thing like with books. If you, uh, I love books. I've got a thousand books in my, literally a thousand books in my library. Nice. Uh, and I, if I, I keep thinking, I'm going to start selling off some. I know I'm going to eventually anyhow. Uh, but I know as soon as I do, it's like, oh, I could use that. I want to go back and refer to this book because I always know where to go. I've read these books and I know what's in them and where I can go and find some things I have bookmarked, you know, even there. And I know that uh, they're like friends. Some are more acquaintances than friends and some are best friends. You know what I mean? So I don't know which ones to get rid of because even the acquaintances I love. It's tough. It is. There's a great photo of me. uh, It's taken... Uh, I'm going to say about 2010, 2009, 2010, somewhere in there. There's a a photo of me um, shot from ground level, looking at me levitating in the clouds. Hmm. And I'm I'm sitting. So the illusion was uh, it was one of the few times that my my two uh, uh, personalities collided. Uh, So uh, after intermission of my large show, uh, there'd be a drum set suddenly on the stage and I would you know, surprise the audience and get behind the kit yeah. and go into a solo. And then all of a sudden I would levitate off the drum set and tra- take a snare drum with me up, a, up to, wow. The, That's know, pretty cool. Whatever, 15 feet in the air or whatever it was. And it was great. It was great. Uh, and it's a beautiful illusion. So during rehearsal, uh, I'm just in jeans and a t-shirt, you know, the way I live in my normal life. And <laughs> the photo was, uh, taken from ground level, looking up at me while I'm, you know, levitating with my drum set or with my snare anyway. Mm-hmm. And, 
I got so much good publicity out of that one shot that hmm. was just on the fly photo uh, because it, of the angle and those perfect clouds that you couldn't, you know, pay a Photoshop. A, yeah, then. it was. Yeah, it was too real to be photoshopped, right? Because it was real. And um, anyway, the point of this story is I no longer have that. And that's that's one of those things that, uh, you know, it took up so much space. Uh, if you know the mechanics behind that type of a levitation, yeah. the space it takes to store that and everything. So it, I'm glad still to this day that it's in better hands. Yeah. Or and you've got a recording of that, a memory of that as well. So. Yeah, but that's something that's gone forever. From yeah. What's the best way that you use to promote yourself around town and to get new clients? Uh, um, goodness. Uh, <laughs> Aside from just word of mouth. Yeah, do I, I don't, I, you know what? I t- keep trying to slow down. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not, these days I'm not trying to build new clients. Right. Uh, they just find me. Uh, uh, you know, um, so <laughs> yeah, isn't that, that's terrible. That is kind of funny because we work all of our lives, it seems like trying to build clients. And then at a certain point, it's kind of like, I think I'm going to start slowing down. I don't know, need to do as many shows. And so you're you're you kind of know how to market and you still have some uh some clients coming in and little at a time just kind of scaling back and like with me i just only accept really shows from existing clients i really don't take on new yeah. ones you know i've raised all my rates the same i thing. I, yeah. I i i dropped i used to at one point i had uh, 400 a month on google ads hmm. uh that was my budget for that and i i i, I think i'm at 40 bucks a month now so that worked pretty well I mean, yeah, I mean, Google works, uh, yeah. but uh, uh, 40 bucks a month is is a pin drop. You know, yeah, that's right. just that a couple of clicks. And you're done. And right. you find me right away or you don't find me. Yeah. So. Uh, I never had much success with Google Words. Oh, okay. I, I'd paid a lot. Uh, I was trying to do some more trade shows and I got trade shows other ways and it wasn't through uh, Google. There you go. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, everything else is social media. Uh, and, and I, somehow I'm busier than ever. So I don't mm. know. And I, I, maybe I'm just lucky. I don't know, but, uh, I, there's gotta be some, uh, I, I must've done something good about it. <laughs> I'll take, I'll somewhere, take some of the credit in somewhere. In my youth or childhood, yeah, I must've done something good. Nice. Yeah. Very nice reference. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, for, for, uh, those of us that did our startups with the yellow page days, uh, sure. uh those days are long gone. Uh, yeah, I don't, so I'm not really trying to find new clients. Yeah. Uh, so as you are going in this time of your life, what are some of your long-term goals and dreams that you still have left that you want to do, see, or accomplish? So, yeah, um, that, that, that uh, question, I would say, changes from year to year. I, I, just when sure. I think I have that all solved, uh, if you'd asked me this just a couple years ago, I would have said I want my own theater so I can uh, mm-hmm. uh, move Celebrities of Magic to the next uh, level. Um, uh, you know, when I created that series 12 years ago, I trademarked the name immediately because I knew how good of a name it was. Yeah. And uh, so I always uh, I always thought in the back of my mind, sooner or later, I would create a, a Celebrities of Magic tour uh, because it's mm-hmm. it's got, you know, a possibilities for that. Uh, but I, I haven't done that yet. So that's probably in my future somewhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I don't think I want my own theater anymore. I, I enjoy yeah. just renting the theater uh, 
and and walking away each you don't month. want to increase the number of shows per month you're satisfied with just a once a month kind of a thing now yeah i i'm i'm happy with that format if i ever completely gave up performing myself which i don't see myself ever doing mm-hmm. you'd think, produce other shows i think at that point i could go weekly but right. i i love i love being on the stage i'm too greedy mm-hmm. that way right. so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna be performing till uh i can't <laughs> i think i don't know good for you yeah good for you uh, there's some point we got to retire someday right i know but it's it's hard you, you just when you love being on the stage and the audience keeps coming so you, well when you have your own theater if you do them weekly you can still be the mc and you can maybe do a thing or two sure i'm know. not that old yet so no you know. no no i know i'm talking about 20 30 feel, years now. i feel like we just aged like 25 30 years right now in this conversation uh no well, but, we have kind of gone the full gamut since you started as a musician at five and all the way up. yeah yeah right. yeah so no i you know i i did just uh, land my 60s now so uh you know but uh uh, but I, I turned I turned gray early, so uh, I've I've uh, had this uh, gray persona, or, you right. know, blonde gray persona for a while. So yeah, uh, all those some of my you know it's I'll tell you this here's here's a candid uh, 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 story just between you and me and everyone else listening. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I've always been very blonde, uh, mm-hmm. bleach blonde uh, for a while, and and uh, normal light blonde, uh, but but in in theater uh blonde is not the hippest thing in the world Hmm. so i would dye my hair darker Uh, if you see all the younger pictures of me where i have brown hair that's that's dyed hair brown wow to cover up blonde wow isn't that crazy that is crazy and uh, then when i stopped dyeing my hair it 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 brought all the blonde highlights out first, of course, and then, you know, the grays came through and everything else. Uh, but, yeah, so very, very light blonde hair is really my, was my natural color until the grays took over. Yeah. As we grow, it, we'll, we will never see this age, but some generations from now, I think uh, most of the blondes in the world will no longer be. Blondes nor redheads. I think everyone will just have dark hair. There you go. In the world. Yeah. Um, well, as we close the podcast, I always like to ask my guests, of course, what's your magic word or phrase? What is it that I don't mean like, again, abracadabra. I mean, like, what is your philosophy of life? What do you live by? What's important to you when you wake up in the morning that gives you a, a charge? It's like, this is what I'm going to accomplish today. or I'm thankful for this or whatever. Uh, treat people like you want to be treated. Mm. Uh, be nice. Smile. Have a good time. Uh, my wife reminds me to keep my blood pressure down. <laughs> uh, well, as long as you keep smiling at will it, yeah, exactly you know so yeah and it's uh um uh, yeah try to be a nice soul yeah just live by that golden rule since you have golden hair there you basically go. yeah. <laughs> yeah the golden rule this is nothing new right it's been around and so have you and thanks for sharing uh, the stories of your uh, travels and being around so, thank you thanks for having me on the podcast you're welcome i appreciate you being here so for the magic word that was ron sailor this is scotty out Thank you very much, Ron, for being my guest on this week's episode of the Magic Word Podcast. It was a joy to chat with you and to uh, have a drink with you and to hang out with uh, you for the whole week while we were there at the castle. A lot of fun. I look forward to seeing you again 
with some more quality time we can spend perhaps in a tiki lounge someplace down the road. And uh, I hope to visit your Celebrity of Magic Theater. And again, if any of you are interested in getting on that waiting list and getting an opportunity to perform there, I suggest that you contact Ron Saylor and check out his website also so you know a little bit more about what you might be getting into. It looks fascinating and uh, pretty, pretty cool. Well, I mentioned at the beginning that this episode is brought to you by the Friends of the Magic Word, and in particular, uh, Bruce Lish, who is celebrating his birthday. And now is a good time, I think, to perhaps sing a little birthday ditty for him. So I happened to pick this up off of the Internet. It was kind of fun because I plan to head to Germany later this year for Oktoberfest in September, which, uh, by the way, if some of you who are in Germany might be listening to this and might want to uh, show me around your local area, uh, I would like to uh, perhaps spend a day or two going around and maybe sampling some of the local beers with you then, too. So just uh, drop me a note and let me know, and I'd be glad to meet up with some of my listeners in Germany. Well, in the meantime, Bruce, this birthday song is for you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, again, happy birthday, Bruce, and I know it's not until next week on the 27th of June, but we're getting a little bit of head start. You might as well celebrate the whole week. What the heck, huh? Well, listen, I want to remind everybody, please, to uh, like, subscribe, and to share and let everyone in the world know about the Magic Word Podcast so we can help gain more listeners like you who are committed then as well. And if you haven't already joined us on the pod letter, so this way that you know what's coming up from week to week, please do that. Go to the magicwordpodcast.com. You should see a little pop-up that will come up there, and you can then subscribe. And I just let you know each week what's happening on the podcast and who's coming up from week to week. And also, you're the first one to know about the contest whenever we have something that's going to be coming up that um, we're going to be giving away. So until next week, stay well, get booked, and remember to keep smiling and be nice to everyone. This is Scotty out. <laughs>